Welcome to the Mastering College to Career Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Botero, and in this podcast, we help college students just like you get internships and job offers from top companies. In this podcast, we explore topics such as networking, interviewing, resume writing, and many other topics that will get you those jobs. Not only do I speak on these topics myself, but I also interview other subject matter experts, including CEOs, university presidents, and Fortune 500 executives. We also interview college students just like you in the hopes that you can relate to their stories and learn from their journey. So if you're a college student looking to get ahead, look no further and welcome to the Mastering College to Career podcast. All right, so before we get started, I want to take a couple of seconds to tell you about the Mastering College to Career Academy. The Academy is a mentoring program that helps college students land the jobs of their dreams before they graduate. In this academy, I will teach you application hacks that will automatically help you beat over 90% of all other job applicants, networking tactics that will give you access to the hidden job market where over 80% of jobs are filled, interview techniques that will practically guarantee you make it through every round of the interviews and win the offer. And I will also connect you with my network of thousands of HR professionals and hiring managers that love hiring my students. So if you're interested in learning more about this program, just send me a message and let's see if the Academy is a good fit for you. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to this episode of the Mastering College to Career podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, I have a super, super, superstar of a guest today. I got Jordan Harris in the house. And if you don't know Jordan, you're missing out. He is a top podcaster, top 100 podcaster. He is a best-selling author. He's an entrepreneur. He just graduated college, which is probably his least, I guess, accomplishment that he's proud of, I believe, just by looking at his stuff. And so um, I'm just excited to have a conversation with him about everything he's done and all this, and he's only 22 years old, which is like the most amazing stuff. So Jordan, man, welcome to the show. How are you doing, my friend? Oh, Daniel, thank you. It's great to be here. I am definitely in alignment a lot with your message too. I've long thought with Mastering College to Career, definitely a great cause, a great topic. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me. So Jordan, man, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? have fun, uh, help people and make money and, uh, run a business called trend up media. We produce podcasts for people. We, uh, I, what else do I do, Daniel? I mean, I, I host my own podcast called growth mindset university where I talk to my heroes. Yeah, it's really what I do. <laughs> it's who I am. I mean- I'm telling you, you're being so modest. Like everything he said, he just, he, he has an amazing podcast where he interviews some of the most popular influencers, people who are shifting, changing our culture, uh, which is amazing. And then one of the things that you speak against a lot is universities. And obviously my whole podcast is called Mastering College to Career. And I think we both agree that the university system as a whole, it's broken. And I think that the, they're not doing the best job in terms of educating our, our the students to be successful in life. And, and so why did you even start Growth Mind- Mindset University? I don't know why I started that. I just kind of did it. So it's very did- much, it really, sh- really shouldn't have happened, the, shook out the way it did. 
Yeah. Just kind of did it one day. <laughs> and what, what, like, how would you describe what growth mindset university is? It's not, it's more than a podcast. It's, it's more than a book. It's a movement. So why, how would you describe what that is? Oh, I'm honored that you would describe it as that. Well, you know, it is, it's definitely a podcast. It's definitely, yes, it is a physical book. You're right. It's also, I mean, it's, it's becoming, I started thinking about it yesterday. Like, you know, it's at the point where like, oh, I got like, you know, I have four little courses now in a school called Growth Mindset University. And I get these emails like, oh, a learner signed up for your school, Growth Mindset University. And I'm like, it literally says school because that's the email Teachable sends you. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, that's cool, man. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess it's an online school that teaches uh, how to become a rock star podcaster. There's another course you can enroll in, how to write and self-publish a book in under 30 days, uh, there's, I mean, what else do I have on there? Uh, there's a very informal LinkedIn course and oh, my email templates. That's less of a course and more like, here are my email templates, go use them. So yeah, that's what it, that's what, what it is. Uh, but I think people like the growth mindset university brand is definitely like becoming a thing, like a well-known thing that like I, I think I first of all I think I hit it out of the park with the name I, I don't know how that came to me uh, I'm not good at naming things usually like honestly trend up media like I don't think it's a great name <laughs> but it <laughs> but but it works uh, you know like I, I, I just don't have a good history of naming things uh, businesses books I'm just I don't know it's not my thing but I did do well with this one I think and yeah, maybe it is becoming a movement. Thank you. I mean, I think it is. I, I mean, if at I least were on LinkedIn. Somebody, yeah, I mean, if I look at it from the outside looking in, right? And, and sometimes you, that perspective helps a lot, right? Like looking at it from someone who's not in it every single day. Yes. Um, I think about it, at least the way I interpret it, the brand. I have a growth mindset. I've always thought about having a growth mindset. And I think the brand is all about everything that the university should be teaching you that you don't learn, right? Like. Yes, networking, that's exactly right? what it is. Right? Like networking, like, and you had this awesome post about networking, which we'll dive into, right? Like why LinkedIn is so important, like building relationships, like this, all these things that the universities don't do and you're trying to pull the slack. And I think yeah. it, it could, it has to the point, why, why couldn't it not be that all this curriculum has now become part either of the university or you do both, right? Like, like you have Netflix and you have Hulu, like let the universities teach the technical mm -hmm, side mm -hmm. of it, but the, the, the soft skills or the interpersonal skills that are such lacking at the university level, why not be growth mindset university? Right. <laughs> you know, this is, this is actually very fitting too, that this is, uh, you know, you being master in college to career. Uh, this is actually the first interview that I'm, that I've done since graduation a couple of days ago, but yeah, off topic. No, it, it is interesting to hear that perspective from you, you know, cause I just, you know, I'm working, I'm working in it and, and I got my head down, you know, every day it's hard for me to like, hard for, hard for me to like really know how people like view it. Uh, but that is interesting and right on point too with maybe the aspirations of it and really what the root of it is, which is learning the lessons we should have learned in school, but didn't it says it right in the intro of the podcast, yeah. every podcast for the past 150 episodes. Uh, yeah. So yeah, you got it. 
what what would be three courses that if you were in charge of our education system right you were the secretary mm. of education under the next president whoever that might be and they say jordan what are three mandated yeah. courses that every university in our country needs to have this is probably the best major probably the best question i've ever been asked on a podcast actually yeah and almost like a like a, a, a way better spinoff of like, I should make this my final question instead of my final question being, if you could teach a course at a university or course of your creation or otherwise, what would it be as one course? And this is a different context too. Like, you know, this is a real systemic change. We're implementing these courses nationwide. It sounds like, but yeah, first and foremost, I would do a course on podcasting an all-encompassing course on podcasting if i could give one piece of advice to all college students out there it would be to start a podcast that's what i did and it changed my life and really why the heck not you really don't have much to lose actually you don't have anything to lose and unless you have really extenuating circumstances like you have to have a full-time job to get your way through college, maybe you're a student athlete too, which I was actually, then, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe you don't have time for it. But 95% of college students, I would say, do have that time for a once every other week podcast that takes 30 minutes. You know, I would definitely say that people have time for that. And who knows, maybe it could turn into something. It could turn into something that, you never even imagined. I did not, like, I had very low aims. Like, I was just going to, my plan was to be very middling at best. And it ended up not being that by a colossal accident. So that was great. And that can happen for so many more people, especially with this course on podcasting. So that by the time you, by the, like, yeah, the, the goal of these courses is going to be like, by the time we, we, and especially this podcast course, um, you know, by the time you get out of, you graduate, the goal should be, I don't need a job. I'm generating my own income. Maybe I have my own business. Maybe I'm taking in ad revenue, but the other business, the, the other class that I would do, and these all just go so hand in hand. This one would be how to build a process driven business, a business built on proven repeatable processes wins. So, you know, I like a system, systems built into your business. You know, I have these systems built into my business. If this, then that, you know, like, or, you know, this, this task, this person does this, uh, it's, a, it's foolproof. There's training systems around it. There's videos, there's checklists. It's a foolproof thing. You could plug anyone into the system. And because we have these proven repeatable processes, the work gets done and the work gets done well, as if I was the one doing it. So I can hire these people to come in, anyone, really. Like I don't, I don't, you know, I hire people. I don't look for like, oh, college degree. Like, no, it's like, can you, can you, are you, are you relatively creative? And, and can you like, can you follow instructions? <laughs> can you, can you watch a 10 minute yeah. video and read the checklist of like 10 bullet points? <laughs> That's really the qualification here. But so, so that, that has enabled me to step out of my business and work more on my business and work on really growing it and scaling it as opposed to, you know, being in this like rat race where 
I myself am struggling to like keep up with deadlines and stuff like that. Like I don't have that stress, you know? Yeah. So building a process driven business is definitely number two. Number three. Um, yeah, it would more be, this would be more of a class with like a curation of a lot of different, um, perspectives from like Robert Kiyosaki, like financial intelligence mm. as taught by Robert Kiyosaki as, you know, the, 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 the winning financial mindset as taught by Dan Locke, maybe, uh, you know, and, and, and I, it, it would be a class all about money and yeah. how to make a lot of it, the mindset around it, uh, the psychological barriers to money. Yeah. Like believing money is the root of all evil. That's a psychological barrier to money, yeah. for example. Yeah. Yeah. Money's I important. Love I love it. Yeah. So I have, I have three. So I've been thinking a lot about these um, lately too, because I don't think, I think, you know, our, our, our education system, when we think about middle school and high school or K through 12, um, they are, incentivized to send people to college and what's happening is that a lot of people that shouldn't have ever go to college go to college because they think yeah. that is the only path to success i agree right um and so which is why man 40 percent of all college grads before this pandemic never working a job that required the degree they've worked so hard for it. so like close to half of them so that is a, a complete waste and we talk about efficiency in our economy as a country. It's a complete waste, right? Why spend, why spend the most productive, arguably the most productive years of your lives getting in tens of thousands of dollars with yeah, the student debt to then go work as a barista when you could have done that straight out of high school, right? So I, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. And I think that college is, is important for some students, but for the majority of us, it's not, right? Like it's just not the right, not the right path. Um, if I can go back, so I, if I can go back, if I, if I had the choice to make three courses mandated for all universities, here's my, my take. I think there's a lot of overlaps in ours. Yeah, tell me. Number one will be clarity. Um, I, I think having being self-aware is, is so crucial, right? And students don't think that they take a Myers-Briggs test and they think that that's the answers to everything and Myers-Briggs expires. And so... It's not, it's not, I don't even think I don't even think it's really based in science. I think the only one based in science is the Big Five. It's well, one of them that I just had all my students take. It's called the Kobe test. Um, it's one of the only tests that can be used in law uh, for, for lawsuits and stuff like that. Um, lawsuits? Like yeah, like it's, it's oh, wow. yeah, because it's so accurate. Um, even people take it twenty years later. Um, it's like ninety eight percent the same. It's funny. <laughs> yeah, um, but. I think just teach, you might not find self-awareness in one semester, but teaching you how no. to find self-awareness, I think is, is crucial. Number two is networking, how to build a strong world-class networking. I think one of the easiest way to do that right now in our current moment, it is podcasting. Um, it's a great way. It, it is the best way. I, I would tell you, I would start a podcast before, if I were to, before writing a book. I think it is a much easier path. It is better for your business. It is easier to monetize. It is easier to build relationships that open so many doors. All of the above. Podcasting is a way to network. This combination of podcasts and LinkedIn, I am so intrigued right now. Oh, like, they I know. just go hand in hand. 
I um, know. So many amazing people doing it. You're doing it amazing. Mark Metry's doing it amazing. Um, they're just even like the um, there's just some so many other podcasters that are in the professional educational space that are combining link the power of LinkedIn and podcast in both fast growing platforms that have so much room for growth. Um, that will like I really do believe LinkedIn will be bigger than Instagram because Insta mm. Instagram will be replaced by TikTok, but it'll be business will always be business. That's bold. I actually disagree. Really? With the replacing and LinkedIn being bigger. Yeah, I do. Uh, well, I don't think LinkedIn, I don't, link, I don't think LinkedIn will ever be bigger. It's, it's a buggy platform. I don't think like, I just don't think that the pop culture obsessed people are ever going to adopt LinkedIn. I don't think so. All right. Here's, and that's here's most my, of it. Here's my thoughts, right? Microsoft bought, bought LinkedIn, right? Yeah. Microsoft wants to do one thing is own the word work. Anytime you think of work, Microsoft really? wants to own it, right? So what is, what does Microsoft do? Buys the platform that the social media platform that it's biggest in work. Then what it wants to do is oh, nine, over 95% of all resumes are built on work. What is LinkedIn is a digital resume. What's the problem with the resume, Jordan, is that it's the most biased document in the world right? It's all the great <laughs> things you've ever done in your life. None of the bat. When a resume is, I just shared, I handpicked the companies I share it with. There's studies that show that over 75% of people lie or exaggerate on their resume. You're less likely to lie on your resume when, you're, when your resume is your LinkedIn profile that is, is, is public. Meaning that if you put, right. I manage 20 people and somebody in your company said, dude, you, you manage one person. Like, you only managed five people. You, did, you weren't number one sales rep in, in your company. You were like number 100 out of 1,000. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is, and then what goes with even crazier, Jordan, is that LinkedIn goes and buys Linda. And what is Linda, yeah. right? It, it's, it allows you to teach the skills and then gives you a certification that says, okay, instead of you saying I am proficient in Microsoft Office, now you can take a test that actually gives you a badge that shows employers that you actually know what you're talking about. That is cool. Yeah. And so to me, I think all, all job applications, all jobs, everything's going to go through LinkedIn. It's going to be the new CRM. It's going to, it's going to replace everything and it's going to be bigger than Instagram. Mm. That's my theory. I see where it comes from. I understand now. And then What's your third personal finances. I am yeah. with you. Like it doesn't matter if you're a doctor, lawyer, reporter, business engineer, you should understand money, how the economy works, why the economy goes up, why it goes down. How do, what's a credit score? Why do we have credit scores? How, why you should use a credit card when you shouldn't? Most of the time you shouldn't. Like how to invest all of it, right? Understand what inflation is and how that is actually the biggest tax we have. Like you should just know all of it. Um, personal finance yeah. is, um, I think it should be the number one. Uh, it should be in the top three, but those are my mm -hmm. courses. Nice. Yeah. I'm just, I'm glad, I'm glad you put in the last one. I mean, cause I mean with my three, I mean, I'm just so uber focused on ROI. Yeah. Hey, Daniel here. Before we get to the second half of the episode, I want to share with you an amazing success story of David, one of the students that just gone through my academy. Enjoy. Hey guys, David here, and I just got the internship of my dreams, and I wouldn't have been able to do it if it wasn't for the help of Daniel and the Master in College Degree Academy. 
Before the program, I had been looking for an internship for about two years and I didn't get anywhere. I sent out more than 100 applications, got called back for five interviews, all of which led nowhere. Then I met Daniel, who introduced me to his program, and my progress skyrocketed. Uh, Daniel had, has been a recruiter. He's been out there. He knows what works. Um, he knows what recruiters like. And with those tips that he gave to me, I was able to do way better and immediately start putting you know, his teachings into practice and getting called back for interviews and offers. Um, it was wild. I'd never imagined that it would be as successful as it was. Um, if there's anyone out there that was like me when I was looking for internships and not getting anywhere, I highly, highly, highly recommend, I can't recommend it enough, that you become a part of this program. Uh, Daniel, you know, Daniel offers a, a money back guarantee. If you don't like the program or if you can't get a job, which is insane, you know, like <laughs> it gives you no reason not to do it. If your life will be better and you'll end up getting making more money because of it anyway, right? So, you know, what are you waiting for? Give it a shot. It'll make your life better, I promise. Uh, thanks again to Daniel and the, the awesome program that he made. I owe my life and my future to him. If you want me to help you reach your career goals, just contact me. And now let's get back to the rest of the show. So one of the things you do amazing and you've been able to do at a very, very young age, like you've built this network that people who are 65 retiring envy, right? How have you been able to do this? <laughs> How? Well, you know, I have the podcast as a great platform. Like, yeah, I, I mean, the first thing was I just started asking people to like be on the podcast. And that didn't happen when I first started the podcast. It happened like almost a year in where I started reaching out to like big, you know, potential big guests and, uh, you know, got my first few like big yeses. And, and then it just kind of like snowballed from there. But yeah, I mean, there's a couple of overarching principles that like, I have just been able to freaking rock this network with. And, you know, as I say, build a world-class network in record time. And like I said, yeah, uh, or like you said earlier, I made a document about it the other week. The first thing is to dig the well before you're thirsty. Build rapport before, if ever you need anything. Do not ask for something right away. You know, dig the well. And, and just dig the well without expectation. And, and, and dig the well with everyone. In other words, treat everyone like they can get you a cover story in Forbes magazine, even if they can't, because you never know three years, three months, three days, 30 years from now, like you never know what position they're going to be in, what power they're going to have, what they're going to be able to do for you. And again, that's not the goal. The goal is to not make it a transaction like, oh, I'm going to get them one day. They're going to do me this big favor. Don't keep score. Don't do that. But still treat everyone like they can get you that cover story. I think that's a winning strategy. I make introductions to people. You know, I'm a, I'm a power networker. I, I, I make introductions between people all the time. Uh, and the way I do it, I'm not just like, Daniel, meet this person. No, I'm like, Daniel, do you want to meet this person to do a podcast with them? Okay, this person, do you want to meet Daniel to do a podcast with him? I get it's a double opt-in introduction. Both people say yes. And then both people say yes for this explicit purpose. And then I introduce them. 
I, all the time I get introduced to people like on an email thread or a, or a group LinkedIn message. And it's like, Jordan, meet this person. I'm like, oh my God. Or like to have them on your podcast, even worse. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. I can't like, I no, I'm not having this person on my podcast. I'm sure they're successful. I'm not like, it's, it's not the, it's not like, I don't know them. I don't like, I, 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 there's a lot of great people out there. I know I get it. I, I sound pompous. Like there's a lot of great people out there. I'm sure everyone, everyone has a great story. Everyone does. And that's the problem with, with being a, with being a podcast host. Everyone has a great, a, a, a great story. They do. They really do. But not ever, you can't have everyone on your podcasts. You literally can't. Not enough time. And I mean, cause consider for me, like it takes a lot of time to prepare, you know, that's my job for the week. One of them. So double opt-in introductions, it's just, it reduces awkwardness, potential awkwardness. Um, and it's just, if you don't make double opt-in introductions, just make them willy nilly. Things can go really wrong and people can end up resenting you. Yeah. Let's talk about this for a second. Cause this is super important. I believe in the same thing as well. I call it opening a bank account and going to Chase saying, hey, I want to open a savings account. And then right when you open it, you said, hey, can I withdraw $100? It's like the teller's going to look at you crazy and be like, what are you doing? Like you first need to deposit money. Well, yeah. You withdraw. Yeah, you got to dig the well before you're thirsty. Yeah. And don't, and that, that's, this is like my, my, one of my biggest tips. This, if you don't follow this one, then nothing else matters. Yeah. Do not be needy. Exactly what you said. You can't like open a bank account and be like, yo, I want to withdraw a hundred dollars. No, you can get an overdraft fee in the form of resentment. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like you, you message, you message me or Daniel, like first, you know, first message, or I mean, I'm, I won't speak for Daniel, but me first message. And you're like, Hey man, we'd love to get you know you. Let's hop on a phone call. Great. Like, honestly, I know you're coming from a great place, but like, or, and, but, but, you know, I just, I get many, I get many requ requests for that. You know, while I appreciate those requests, find I can't take those and remain focused on the things that I have to be focused on. Like I'm a person too. I have bills to pay and I have family to like talk to and friends to hang out with and, 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 you know, getting on the phone for, you know, a short phone call, which ends up being an hour with you, it just takes away, it takes away time. It takes, it's the, the flow that it takes me out of. It's, it's just a very needy thing to be a random stranger, send some praise and then be like, yo, let's get on the phone. Um, you know, so don't be needy. You know, I, I've had people where it's, it's great. You know, they dig the well with me for a year and they become like these almost like super fans. And they listen to all my podcasts. And then a year later, they're like, yo, let's hop on a Zoom call. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've done that. And I've enjoyed that. And I will continue to do that. Those people will take priority over the random strangers that send a little praise. And they're like, let's get on the phone. Let's do a virtual coffee. You know, like, I'm just not going to do that. I think this is so. important for, for students <laughs> to listen. Yeah, like, that is so true right you have to first understand your audience let's get right? coffee let me pick your brain that's so yeah. needy you and have for, to for busy important people it's not yeah. gonna work 
Well, you know, here's the thing. Like, if you think about the psychology, why would you actually do a Zoom call with someone who's listened to all the episodes of your podcast? To me, the reason why I think you would do that, and, and correct me if you're wrong, is if they've listened to all your podcasts, that means that they have some great feedback to make things better. And I got some good feedback. Right? It's like, <laughs> if you just listen to one episode and wants to give me feedback, like, that doesn't help me. Right? But if you actually took the time to listen to 50 episodes, 100 episodes, and, and, and actually implement that and say, hey, like, this is what, like, now to, to, I, I win from the conversation too. It needs to be a win-win. I say it all the time, like, in order to have a long-lasting relationship, it needs to be mutual beneficial. If it's only one-sided, it would not work long time. Yeah, I agree, man. The, What's your next step then? So Yeah, the, the last tip is uh, to be a power connector. Like, one of the best things that I ever did and will continue to do is, uh, is I started doing this years ago on LinkedIn before I even like started posting there. I, in the search bar, type Forbes contributor, TEDx curator, TEDx organizer, entrepreneur contributor. I typed in podcast host. And so what happened? What happened? Well, I'll tell you exactly what happened. I connected with every podcast host on the face of the planet. I ended up, I did not intend on this, but I ended up with a business about podcasts that, that produces podcasts. So that's typing that in and connecting with a lot of podcast hosts has number one, made me a lot of money. And number two, I've been interviewed over 60 times in the past year. So it's, it's really been spectacular. Uh, what happened? I typed in TEDx organizer. Well, I got a TED talk. What happened? I typed in Forbes contributor. Well, I got featured in Forbes. And by the way, I never asked for any of these things. I never ask other than like, you know, asking someone to like be on my podcast. I don't, I just don't, I, I'm not needy at all. People come to me and like, that's, that's the way I've kind of designed this. And they're already like in my network. They're seeing my posts every day. Cause I've had them in my network for two years. I've been building trust and rapport with them from a distance for two years. They feel like they know me and it works out spectacular. Entrepreneur. I've been featured in entrepreneur, you know, and, and the list just goes on and on. So like I began with the end in mind and then kind of reverse engineered it. Like who are the people that I got to get in front of? Oh, LinkedIn's a great social CRM where I can find these people really, really easily and connect with them at scale. So Jordan, like I want to make sure students that are listening to this understand you're connecting with them, but the reason why you have a goal of talking, talking, being a TEDx, you have a goal of being featured on Forbes. So you reach out to these people, you connect with them. You're not asking them to be in it, but the reason why you end up completing the goal is because you've designed your profile and you're adding value with your content so that when they are thinking of someone yeah. to write about podcasting or somebody to do it, you're the first person that comes oh, yeah. to mind, right? So Have to it be. is strategically built that way. It is not a... I'm going to connect and leave it to luck. So I want to make sure that we explain that because what you're doing is strategic and it's genuine because you are adding value and they are thinking that you're a great speaker. So that we need to bring you to do a TED talk. They are thinking that you would be great to feature on Forbes and entrepreneur magazine. And it's not something that you're just like luck. It's not luck. Right. So let's talk about the strategy a little bit. I mean, honestly, I could do a lot better job with like the, the strategy after that, because after that, after they're in my network, I mean, a lot of it is luck. 
Like I'm all I do, Daniel, is I just put myself out there. You know, sometimes I, I, you know, I like, I mean, yeah, I guess a lot of times like I will, you know, build relationships with these people via messages and comments sections and stuff like that. But uh, again, like I said, I don't ask for anything. I'm not needy. And, uh, but Jordan, like you might not ask for it. You just, but you are very clear. I'm a very strategic person. I'm very observant at this stuff. Your, Your brand is clear. You know what you stand for. You know what you talk about, right? Yeah. So are you going to be featured on Forbes for every single article that is posted on Forbes? No. no. But is there, is there a time they're going to want to talk about a young entrepreneur that has a strong network or a podcast that's you know, making waves? Yes. And then you fit that brand. You fit the portfolio. You add value to the, to the piece they are writing. So you're a perfect fit, right? And so because you have clarity on your personal brand, and you're adding value about your personal brand, what your brand stands for, right? About having a growth mindset, about podcasting, about networking, yeah. about you know helping young individuals reach their full potential. When topics about that come to mind, you're the first person that comes to mind. But that is yeah, because I put myself out there. Yeah, I put I put myself out there every day, and that's it's it's worked out very well for me. Yeah. yeah. Jordan, where can students find you? You know, what is the best way to learn more about you, listen to your podcast? I mean, anywhere that you're listening to mine, you can listen to Growth Mindset University. So there yeah, I mean, you said it. Yeah, Growth Mindset University. Yeah, I mean, if you look it up, it'll come up. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's 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 there. And uh, trendup.media is my company instead of .com, .media. Uh, and that's and, podcasting, uh, I, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I hang out with uh, on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the spot. So um, if you're listening to this, if you don't have a LinkedIn, I'm pretty sure you do because I, like, I talk about LinkedIn every other episode probably. So um, make sure you connect with Jordan on LinkedIn. Jordan, man, thank you so much. Any last thoughts? Like what would be the biggest takeaway that a student listening to this podcast, you would want them to take away? One thing. You can only take away one thing. Don't be needy. Don't be needy. Well, Jordan, man, thank you. It's been a pleasure talking to you, man. I've really thank you. enjoyed our conversation. By, by the way, for the record, in everything, yeah. in business, in, in romantic relationships, it applies. Don't be Don't needy. Be needy is creepy. Daniel, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Jordan. Hey, everybody else, thank you for listening and catch you guys on the next episode. All right, my friend, congratulations for making it all the way to the end of the podcast. In the age of short attention span, this speaks volumes of you. So now, if you found value in this episode, then I am sure you're going to find value in the Mastering College to Career Academy. So if you want to learn more a little bit about the academy, go to masteringcollegetocareer.com or just send me a message. Thank you so much for listening and catch you guys all on the next episode.